So yeah, welcome to the new witches, everybody. Welcome. This is our special. <laughs> this is our special listener stories episode. This is our special <laughs> listener stories episode. Um, we do this every thirteenth of the month, where we get to read your and listen now to your stories and questions um so excited because we've been talking about this for like over a month we set up our google voice and we finally have a couple of google voice uh recordings to include uh on this episode so so stoked very very excited it's quite the variety show we got for you today it really is (laughs) (laughs) very very you won't see our dancing sorry yeah um but you know what this comes out um on the new moon too i know it like technically starts kind of tonight but also people consider the new moon going on tomorrow as well or i guess Mm -hmm. tomorrow is recording today as it comes out um happy new moon happy new moon you doing anything for that um i will be applying to jobs all right a very practical, a very practical new moon manifesting <laughs> <laughs> a new career. Mm-hmm. So excited um, for you! I'm, I'm really excited. I finally, I'm, I'm uh, gonna put in my application for a very special place. Cool. I'm excited. Stop raising your eyebrows <laughs> at me. I feel like you're flirting with me. Although I know what you mean. Um, I know the was the whole face flirty because I'm. <laughs> Just goes to show you like how out of the <laughs> dating game I've been where like that's like, wow, I'm aroused. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. No one knows what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll keep that between us two. Um. <laughs> well, all right. Um. right. Let's see. What am I doing? What about you? Yeah, I you're doing a tarot. I'm reading, doing tarot. Right? I just posted on Instagram. Um, I've been waiting to drop that photo. So shout out to um Jess Bowman, who oh is the photographer that I did. Um, <laughs> I did a boudoir photography session with her. Slash, also I did some of my witchy shit. Um, and I really wanted her to capture me doing like tarot. And I've been just waiting for like the right time to drop it. And she did that photo shoot with me like back in December. Wait, you mean you didn't just like you weren't sitting at home and you're like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. So let me just take a picture real quick. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm doing exactly right now. My hair is por- perfectly quaffed. <laughs> This is a beautiful photo. Isn't it? Yeah, no, but shout out to her. Um, I have to tag her in our episode notes mm-hmm. because if you're in um, the Bay Area and you want an excellent photographer, um, Jess is amazing. She also will do like she'll go elsewhere. Like if you pay her travel fees, she'll go anywhere in the world. Um, and also Dang. just follow her because her Instagram story, she's like adorable. She's very entertaining. They're so cute. She like not only is her content like her photography gorgeous but she's also just such a treasure to get to know at least like through instagram that's how i first met her and then in person during the photo shoot she was an absolute gem so shout out to jess love that. um and it's so funny because she was like admiring my crystal collection she loves crystals she actually has a much more <laughs> impressive crystal collection than me and i'm like going through like oh this and that and she's like yeah i have no idea like what the symbolism or like the magical properties of i just think they're pretty (laughs) they're so pretty yeah that's valid and i'm like girl get it (laughs) that is a-okay i think they're pretty too that's how i started as well um oh totally uh all right so yeah let's get into it um who should kick things off um, I don't know. I have one story that's on the longer side. So I don't know if you want to start with a long story or sandwich it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Start mm-hmm. it. Okay. Okay. I got this. Wait, let me take a sip of water. Lubricate oh the vocal cords. Dude, my vocal cords need so much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I have issues. Okay. So this story, um, this was sent to us in an email. So there wasn't like a 
This is my name. These are my pronouns. So if I get that wrong, I do apologize. So they write off. They start off Mm -hmm. with writing. I mean to say, my dreams told me I would be where I am now. Ooh. Hi, ladies. My name is Emily Ann Cancel, and I am a witchling. Well, I felt that I was pagan for about four years. I just fully embraced it last year. Congratulations. Yay. And decided to study witchcraft soon after. I'm from Puerto Rico, but I lived in Florida for about 15 years. My gosh, a fellow Caribbean queen. (laughs) Oh, my God. If I could sing, I would sing that song. So I'm going to think it in my head. And if you know it, think it too. And we'll be on the same page. Anyway. I will be honest, I never felt much at home in Orlando, but now that I live in Riverview, closer to the ocean and beaches, I feel like I can finally open myself to finally calling Florida home. Oh. It is because of this that I have decided to follow the path of sea witchcraft, (gasps) as I always felt like I needed to be on an island or somewhere very close to the ocean. Yes. Oh, my God. So cool. (laughs) I've never known a sea witch. I've never like talked to one. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I feel like if I if my if in an alternate universe if my parents never had us move away from Dominican Republic, I probably would have been a sea witch. Oh probably maybe there's like a little bit of you that's a sea witch. Go to the beach, Maria. <laughs> it's been a while. Go to the beach. Oh go to the beach. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's D- see what happens. Dip my toes in the California waters and then completely <laughs> regret it because it's ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> You're sea witch. It's all seas. Yep. They all touch. That was maybe they don't. That was smooth. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so smooth. I'm on it. Um, I follow the path of sea witches. I always follow it. While I am still new to it and still learning, I feel very connected to this path. While I'm open to other paths to learning, I have decided to focus on becoming a sea priestess. Oh my gosh, this is one of the coolest people I've ever heard of. (laughs) Sorry if I rambled too much, but here is my story. Never apologize, first of all. Never apologize for rambling in a story because we fucking love it. Yes. And we want it. Yep, we do. Bring it on. If it's who you are, don't apologize. We will love you for it. Um, Here's my story about the time one of my dreams told my future. Wow. Ever since I was young, I have always had very weird dreams. I did not keep a dream journal until 2018, where my dreams were quite bizarre. I was working in the entertainment industry in Orlando in one of the theme parks as a wardrobe craftsperson. Oh, my gosh. uh, In parentheses, laundry and fixing costumes. I remember on this particular night that this dream was so crazy that once I got to work, I brought a notebook in the park just to start my first dream journal. I did this. I also did this because I did not want to forget the dream. Smart. And I feel like if you ever have a dream that like Mm -hmm. you don't want to forget, that's that's the way to do it. It's a clue. Mm -hmm. So the dream starts with me being in a white apartment with two people that I don't know. It was a woman that was very outspoken and a very shy man. The first crazy thing about them is that I have always had dreams with them. And while I see their faces in the dreams, I always forget how they look once I wake up. Mm. But I know that they were the same couple all the time. While she's always talking to me and always friendly, but in this dream, she was worried. The man would always be shy, but I always had the feeling like he needed to tell me something important, which still today does not. He doesn't tell me what. It seems as though he's always afraid. Hmm. Interesting. Suddenly, three people come into my apartment and one of them is giving them a tour of my apartment. Oh. I started yelling at them to get out of my home and they looked at me like I was crazy. They took their time, but they left. Once they left, the room became dark. Oh. Now, I have, I have theories about your story already, but I'm going to keep reading. <laughs> now, I was in a dark building, and on the left, I saw a show that I did not know at all, and it was happening inside with weird fireworks. On the right side, I saw the show I was currently at that moment working on outside through a porthole as if I was inside a boat or cruise ship. 
At this point, the woman is still next to me, worrying, and the man is still afraid and quiet. Then my manager at the time appeared and told me that I had a lot of work to do, and I remember feeling like I was not valued enough, and that made me feel very angry. I started working, and the more I worked, the more I wanted to leave. At last, the man and woman told me something and left, and I woke up. I, of course, don't remember what they said last, and I don't remember their faces. Oh, it's so annoying. Isn't it? Now, how does this apply to now? Well, a year later from this dream, I was having problems at work with a person in leadership, and I felt unappreciated. Mm -hmm. My my brain was trying to say underappreciated, and I don't know why. But I felt unappreciated, sad, and angry. I was looking for another job to be able to leave, and the next job I found was as a wardrobe supervisor for entertainment shows in a cruise ship company. Hmm. So already the last two parts of the dream have come true. Oh, yeah. I've always lived with my parents, and after COVID, I have lost my job in the cruise ships, but I still work for the company now in their offices making the costumes. Because the job is an hour and a half from Orlando, I have to move closer to work, and I now live on my own in my first apartment, completing the whole dream wow. of me being in a white apartment. Wow. Out of all my dreams, this is the only one that was very straightforward on what was to come in my life. Now, the part I don't know is about the three people that get into my apartment to have a tour of it. Hmm. I have no idea what that means, but I hope that it's not that some strangers will get into my apartment. LOL. Interesting. That was a, a dark LOL on my part. I'm sorry, LOLs are supposed to be. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. LOL. <laughs> Sensual. <laughs> now, the shy, afraid man and the worried, outspoken woman have always appeared in my dreams. More the man than the woman, but I'm still trying to figure out who they are. I have always had a feeling that they might be my guardian angels, guides, or even ancestors. I hope that with more studying and practice, I can learn more about lucid dreaming and maybe astral projection to finally be able to meet them again Mm -hmm. in a setting where I can focus more on their messages. Mm -hmm. Another thing I get consistently is that when I'm in places, either I am in a full bright white location or a very dark location. I hope that you like the story and I would like to know what you girls think of it and of the man and woman that are always with me. I hope that I wrote it okay, as I'm not very good at writing, which sucks, as I have always wanted to write a fantasy book. Fucking go for it. Yeah, do it. Right now. Go for it. Maybe with practice, I will get my dream of publishing a book. I have other more paranormal stories that I hope to share in the future with you guys. Love your podcast. It gets me through my day at work. I sometimes look like a crazy person laughing to myself as I listen to you girls on headphones, and I'm laughing with you girls. Thank you. Hope you have an amazing day, Emily and Cancel. Emily, thank you. We love you. Yeah, thank you so much for writing in. Um, I definitely want to hear more about your journey in your sea witchcraft. I want to know about it. Yeah. Write in. Tell me about it. Just tell me it all. Tell it. I believe. Write in. DM. Slide she into my DMs. Us. Slide into them. <laughs> Uh, or swim into them. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sea puns. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, okay. I'm having a little bit of a hard time grasping the the part with the three people coming into her apartment as well. I do think that the two people, like the man and the woman that she can never remember, like their faces, um, that they are ancestral, I have a feeling. I feel like they're, um, uh, because they're repetitive, I would say that they're guides, mm-hmm. but your guides can absolutely be ancestors. Yeah, they're your spirit guides happens. in some so, way, yeah. some form or another. They're there for you. Um, mm-hmm. I, for, I, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but when the three people came through, were they aware of her presence or was she kind of like a fly on the wall during that? It sounds like they were aware of her. Okay. Um, because let me go back. Suddenly, three people came into my apartment, and one of them is giving them a tour of my apartment. I started yelling at them to get out of my home, and they looked at me like I was crazy. Oh, right. Yeah. So they were aware of her. And that, so, okay, here, 
my gut is kind of telling me. So I'm not alone in this. A lot of people will say if you dream of a place that is familiar, either from your past or Mm -hmm. you find out that it's a place that you will end up being Mm -hmm. in, if something is ever a dark version of it, that's kind of like more like where you're storing some, uh, I don't want to say negative energy. It's a place for you to work it out. Mm -hmm. Like the people could be symbolic of something that she needs to work on. Yeah. Especially since it um, became dark once they left. Mm -hmm. And then being in like a really bright room. um, I mean, you mentioned that you want to do astral projection. And I would say if you're you're visiting places like that in your dream, even though it feels just like a dream, like you're just kind of there, um, that they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Those places like I have. I will often dream of my not not so much anymore. but like my childhood home, mm-hmm. it's my home, but it feels a little bit different. Yeah. And it's it's like it's not dark in like a scary way. It's just a little bit dark. And it's a good indication that you might have some stuff to work out. And if it's a place that you're in now, it may mean that you're working things out at that point in your life. You know, it's, and your guides are there to kind of help mm-hmm. you. You know, what's so funny is that whenever I look back at my dreams, they are seldom in places that I know. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. So does that mean, I mean that I have like all my shit worked out and I'm perfect? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it Who does not. Knows? I wish. I wish. No. Um, yeah, I've had very little dreams in places like in my home where I currently live, um, in like my grandparents' homes. Those are pretty much the only to places that I've had dreams mm-hmm. of familiar places at. Um, everywhere else has been like just totally dreamscape. I love dreamscape dreams. Do you ever have um, like I I like have another place that I go when I dream. Like I'll go to the same place over and over again. It's like a it's like a whole city. I mm-hmm. know like in my brain, I know like there's like this road I can go down and I go up a hill and it's like kind of like wilderness like there's a creek if you go a little bit further then you get into like a big river but then if they go in this other direction it's like shopping center it's like kind of based on like like real geography but it's different right and i go to these places all the time in my dream oh, interesting like it should be a real place yeah. but it's not yeah it's our brains yeah. they're amazing they're pretty fucking awesome also have you watched behind her eyes yet oh god no but I was like, I don't get what this is about. So I watch it. I am oh, watch it. I'm the person that what that will read the last chapter before reading the book. So I know the twist. Okay. Because I had I had to. Okay. So I do want to watch it now. Watch it. I read that and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much, Emily. Now, the next story that I will be reading is from Brianna, she, her pronouns, and she has a story for us. All right. And she says, hello, I am so- <laughs> uh, she we will be um, answering her question at the end of the episode. So I guess she sent her yeah. question first, just context for how she opens this message. <laughs> um, she says, hello, I am so sorry if I am spamming your mailbox. I sent in a question earlier this week. But I just experienced something that I wanted to share. So I would eventually like to get to a point where I can practice dream work. Wow, there's like a theme of dreams in this episode. This happens, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? It happens with these episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that this will personally take me a while to do considering I remember about an eighth of all my dreams. Tonight, I decided I was going to put an appetite under my pillow. The, The crystal, not like your stomach. <laughs> just gonna put this there for now <laughs> i don't need that uh put an appetite under my pillow and meditate before bed i've only meditated a few times prior so i decided to use a guided meditation for good measure it starts out normally with breathing and picturing positive energy within you you know the usual then i find myself in a field of flowers looking at the sky there is a cool breeze which is softly pushing the clouds across the blue sky. 
This is fine. This is relaxing. Then I see a deer running through the field I am in. It comes from my right side, and as I watch it start to run in front of me, I suddenly, uh, in front of me, suddenly I am behind the wheel of my car. The deer is in the middle of the road, and I'm going too fast to brake. I am panicked, and I swerve once and then again, soon off the road. I then open my eyes with my heart racing and a pit in my stomach. I have just relived one of the scariest experiences of my life. In 2019, I got into an awful car accident because I swerved off the highway to avoid a deer. I rolled my car down a hill, oh my gosh, flipping my car God knows how many times. My friend was in the car, and once everything went silent, my first thought was to wonder if she was alive. She was okay, just a broken hand. Me, on the other hand, not me on the other not broken hand had broken my <laughs> back oh my god oh. Hannah. Whew, that's intense this caused me to miss my first semester of college afterwards i was in an awful episode of depression because i was in a back brace for six months and for the first month i couldn't even walk without someone supporting me oh. i am now at a hundred percent i've moved out and i'm hey. i'm living a happy life i'm glad that's good but wow, what an experience. Right. Well, that is definitely a trauma for sure. Mm-hmm. When I first healed, I wasn't afraid to get behind the wheel whatsoever. I was actually super excited to because driving has always meant freedom to me. The only thing I was upset about in regards to the accident was everyone moving away and getting to experience their first semester of college without me. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Even when I did get to join them, I wouldn't get to experience that first freshman semester like everybody else did. But that was all I was never, but that was all I was never scared of driving. Okay. Oh, but that was all, comma. I was never scared of driving. I'm still not. (laughs) So this being said, I have no idea why I had to relive this accident that I have moved on from and healed from while trying to meditate. It felt so real. It wasn't like a memory. It felt like a dream. What is my subconscious trying to tell me? Is this from negative energy I was holding on to? Maybe it's just tra- trauma I didn't even realize I had. Anyways, thank you guys for reading. I love the podcast and I hope you both have an amazing day. Thank Aww, you. Oh, thank you. Um, it could be like definitely some trauma that you're working through. You know, your dream starting out really relaxing and. Well, this was meditation, remember, right? Or did it go into the dream? It went into the dream. Oh, Yeah, she said, um, then I find myself into the field of flowers, blah, blah, blah. She says it felt like a dream. So maybe this was like a deep meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and often this can like some sometimes you're in between sleep and fully awake Mm -hmm. when you're in that deep in meditation. That's what it can feel like. So, and it gives room for your subconscious to take over for things to come up to the surface like that. Um, But regardless, whether it was a full dream or you were just in deep meditation, um, I think one thing about trauma is that we have unexplained triggers, right? Mm -hmm. And you're starting to get like a PTSD reaction and you don't even know why. It's just coming from nowhere. And I think definitely like if you were in the car and I doubt you were expecting for your car ride to end like that, it's kind of like um, a violation of like your sense of safety. So like you're Mm -hmm. all relaxed like that and then suddenly, you know, that came through. So it could be maybe something that is really deep, like maybe surface level you've moved on and, you know, you're able to... Mm -hmm cope and you're functioning just fine you're no longer in that depression um but even if we like come out of that depression or we heal from like when things were really bad those things still stick with us um yeah you learn you you adapt to live with it yeah no one you don't over you don't totally overcome it because it doesn't go away it's always there yeah a part of trauma never heals it's like um yeah our our brain just like our subconscious tries to learn from it 
and Mm -hmm. detects whenever we see something similar, like any warning signs and puts Mm -hmm. us into like hypervigilance or, you know, all the slew of different symptoms you can have with PTSD. I know. Right. um, For me, like my PTSD, I used to be in, I, I was in an abusive relationship a few years ago and Gavin is not abusive by any means. Um, but he did something the other day. He did not like, I'm fine. Like he's not, again, he's not abusive. So (laughs) like, yeah, but he did something the other day that just triggered me and Mm -hmm. I did not expect it in that moment. And I felt like it was like a knife to my heart. Mm -hmm. Like I felt just like I did in my previous relationship. And on the surface, I knew that I wasn't there and that. Gavin didn't mean it like that or you know he was like unaware like if if I were any other different person that hadn't gone through what I had gone through I'd have just been like okay well you know whatever but because mm-hmm. of I have that experience it just yeah it was an uncontrollable feeling and emotional reaction that I had yeah trauma's very very layered even if you don't want to use trauma you go through any experience like that um layers of it are going to stick with you. And I mean, I, I, I've been dealing with PTSD since like, I don't, my teen years. I mean, I, I should still be in therapy for it. Cause I'm finding, I still have a lot of triggers that I wasn't aware of, but, um, what was interesting for me was, and I feel like it's a good example. If you want to think of it in a different way, in a more physical way, I, I have a, a condition that causes chronic pain. And so I went to a chronic pain management program where a lot of it was learning to obviously manage your pain, but meditation was a big part. And I would go in feeling okay pain-wise. They'd have us rate our pain before we started and then after. And I would start at around uh, four or five. Everyone else, when they were done, their pain was better. And for me, it was a nine. And I had to like meet with someone to kind of figure out what was going on. And I said, you know, it feels like it's not bad. It's manageable. And then when I really like relax, like deeply relax, that overall pain all of a sudden comes to like one spot really badly. Hmm. And they said, well, it sounds like your body's created um, a way to deal with this pain by kind of spreading it out so it's not that bad. Right. And it's constantly working to be at that level. But when you're able to give your the, your body a chance to relax, you're feeling the true pain. Mm. Like what's really in pain. And like they didn't even make the connection. My brain instantly was like, oh, so it's like trauma. Like you learn to live with it. You have all of your coping tools. You've got your, your whole toolbox of ways to, to manage And yet, even when you find yourself in a deep, relaxed, meditative space, that trauma can still be there. And it may all of a sudden, it may hit you because you're not expecting it. The rest of your brain and body are so relaxed that whatever is, whether it's something that's deeply buried Mm -hmm. or it's just one of those layers that you haven't faced yet. And I think it kind of it could go exactly hand in hand with what you were saying, too, of, you know, maybe just that trigger of being relaxed of and something happening, happening out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Also, um, just the fact that she's using the stone appetite, that shit really attunes mm-hmm. you to I mean, it's known to attune you to like the future, but it also can manifest um, anything from past lives or even past things in your current life. It right. really, it's like so, you basically like use like a, um, a, a, a magnifying kind of glass, um, yeah, layered yeah. into that as well. Not to, to say that it was all on the stone, but it's like you know, no. it's it's a lots <laughs> of little diff- different things. Obviously, it's gonna have to do with whatever your psyche is working out, and then mm-hmm. to layer in, you know, that um, that stone in there, it's going to amplify that as well. Probably why you felt like it was so real like you you knew that it wasn't real but it just it was it seemed like a very clear vision what you had yeah 
Right. I, I, I think that all of it kind of worked together. I don't think it was a bad thing. And I, I hope it doesn't deter you from trying it again. Mm-hmm. It might just be a little image of like, hey, maybe this is something you need to focus yeah. on a little bit. Like you maybe you didn't think you had any issue with yeah. it because um, I think we all deal with that. I I certainly have trauma sim- just from this IVF process. I was talking with my coworker the other week about, you know, all the procedures I've had done. And I, I said, you know, maybe this is TMI, but um, since it all I if I'm when I get my period, I can't use a tampon. Mm. I don't want anything up there. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And it's not something that like I really think about. And it was when I mentioned it to her that all of a sudden it kind of hit me and I thought, oh, and then there's more to it. But um, I didn't think that was an issue. Yeah. And then I realized, yep, it, I think it is. <laughs> I think I need to talk to somebody about that. Shadow work. Um, exactly. You know. That would be an excellent episode, but I feel like we should have maybe like a, not an expert, but a therapist of, to some degree. Mm-hmm. That would be a good ethical one too. Ooh. Because a lot of, a lot of people will promote shadow work. Mm-hmm. But say that like it's different from therapy. But like, you're if you're dealing it's, with trauma, it's ve- it's that's what it is. Yeah. And also, it was started... the term shadow work comes from therapy. <laughs> like, comes exactly. from psychology. And I don't, I don't think people understand yeah. that. It's Carl Jung. Yeah. So I think that he's the one that termed let's it. Definitely, you know, d- do an episode for that for sure. Whether we use someone or not, I, d- I don't know. At least cite sources. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Honestly, like all this, all this talk makes me realize like for shadow work and therapy and trauma, I'm like, you know, I probably should work on some of that, work through it because I did join a PTSD. Like it wasn't just a support group. Um, it was like a course, formal course, therapy course thing. Mm-hmm. So I was in a group and we had workbooks and we had a we had a journal and stuff. Um, and I mean, it's fine. I don't I don't regret it because I knew that it was right for me. I mm-hmm. dropped out of it. So I'm like a trauma school dropout. It's fine. Um, <laughs> trauma school dropout. Uh, but I think, you know, just with I've noticed with uh, COVID and just being home and um, again, like you said, like you're getting to focus in your being more still mm-hmm. and you're suddenly realizing all these things. You're like, oh, wow. <laughs> ouch ouch <laughs> but yeah. for me it's an emotional like, ouch ouch <laughs> it's, it's like when you go outside and like you know there's cars things like that and you go further out in nature and you're like well if i can finally hear the birds mm-hmm. same thing yep. yep for sure you're removing layers peeling that onion i guess this isn't layers that could be layers layers would be like that would be like if you're digging into a parfait a parfait has layers yeah parfait <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh do you have a story or should we get into i do not i'm out okay so all right fine this is the google voice part all right so we have i'll do the the one the first one that came in this one is from sierra hi maria and laura uh my name is sierra she her uh pronouns and um, I was originally going to email this in, but after you, after hearing that you still didn't have any voicemails, I decided to suck it up and hopefully be one of your first. Um, I'm very much a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal, um, at least during the day. At night, I'm suddenly convinced ghosts are everywhere. But overall, I'm a skeptic. Um, I'm not sure where my dad falls, um, but I think he's a little closer to believing than I am. I remember I once asked him if he'd ever had a paranormal experience, and he told me about a time when he was a kid on a long car ride, and it was dark out, and there was a light up in the sky outside his window that seemed like it was falling along with the car. Um, He said, and you're sure it wasn't the moon? And he was just silent for a minute, and he said, you know, it could have been. (laughs) So I'm still not sure where he lands. Um, Anyway, somehow ghosts became one of our father-daughter bonding topics. Um, we used to watch Ghost Hunters together, and we still text each other about it every once in a while when we catch an episode. Uh, but 
every time we travel somewhere, we go on ghost tours and look up haunted places that we never end up actually going to because we think we're both not so secretly scaredy cats. One time, when I was in high school, we looked up a haunted uh, looked up haunted places in our hometown in Texas, and one of them was a really big sports park with a bunch of soccer, baseball, cricket, etc. fields where most of the local club sports held their games. It was supposedly a campsite for Confederate soldiers during the Civil War, though most places in the South will claim that. Um, and the story is that if you drive into the park, and I can't remember if it's specified at night or if we just went at night to avoid other traffic, and you park in the middle of the road with your car off, you'll hear tapping on your windows as the Confederate soldiers walk and ride by. I didn't really believe it, but we didn't have anything else going on that night, so we decided to try it. So we went, and we parked in the middle of the road, turned the truck and the lights off, and our phones off, and waited. After a couple of minutes, my dad decided to get out because he saw a log that he wanted to take home for the fireplace. (laughs) Um, So a minute after he got out, I heard tapping. And at first I thought it was the truck settling, but I'm very familiar with that sound, and it just just didn't sound like it. Then I thought maybe it was my dad walking on the gravel, but I looked, and he was standing still looking at the log. So I looked around, and I didn't see anything else that could have made the sound. And a couple of minutes later, my dad got back in the truck, and I asked, did you hear anything while you were out there? And he said, no, why? Did you hear it? (laughs) He nodded. So we sat there quietly a while longer, hoping to hear it again, but never didn't hear it again. So I'm still skeptic, but not being able to find any other answer is the Okay, so it cuts off there because um, our Google Voice, the voicemail only (laughs) takes up to three minutes of a voicemail. Um, Just for future, if anyone wants to call in ahead of time uh, or call in in the future, it's only up to three minutes. She did, however, thank God, email us um, typing. That's right. Yeah, I have it here. She even like transcripted the whole call as well. How amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. Um it she only had like a few more seconds left, poor thing. Uh but she goes on to say in the email, uh we sat well so it was like we sat there quietly a while longer hoping to hear it again, but it never mm-hmm. did. I'm still a skeptic, but not being able to find any other answer is the closest thing I've ever been to having a paranormal experience. Thanks so much, Sierra. That's like, I feel like every paranormal experience anyone's ever going to have. Mm-hmm. For the most part, yeah. is you're going to, you're, you're still, I don't know. If you're not a skeptic, I think you should be at least to some degree. Yeah. You just have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, okay. I just also love just the part of the story where her dad's like, oh, a log I must investigate. <laughs> that, that's just the most dad. I want it. I need it. <laughs> that's the most dad taking thing it I've home. ever heard of. Just like, huh, a log. <laughs> but it's a good log. I, I love also just that they have this like fun relationship when they get to talk about the paranormal. Yeah. And I um the part where she <laughs> where she's like, um, uh I'm a skeptic until it's the nighttime. Then I think ghosts are everywhere. <laughs> That's everyone, right? Like you don't, you could be completely like non-religious, mm-hmm. don't believe in any of that. Mm-hmm. And then you're leaving the bathroom and you're looking at your room and you hit that light and run to your bedroom because the demon might get you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> I think no matter what you believe. Yep. Or you hear like a weird sound in the house and you're like, oh my God. Because my first thought is always like, it's a ghost, not that there's a robber. Right. Yeah, I always go to the paranormal. Um, Thank you so much for just, calling, Sierra. I just ima- what? I imagined you like someone breaking into your house and you being like, oh my God, it's a ghost. And then being like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm robbing you. What? Oh my gosh. Um, Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, when I, you know, like my future kids someday if i have them like they're they're gonna be like I, there was a scary man in my room and uh gap <laughs> will be like oh it's just a bad dream and i'm like oh my god we have to we have to just like smoke cleanse the entire house now 
<laughs> Meanwhile, it's a real man. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> It'd be terrible. Knock on wood. Please no. Um, okay. Thank you so much for calling. Sierra, you are officially our first like voicemail caller. Like our first caller, Yay. period. So thank you so much. That yeah. was so exciting. And we actually have a second voicemail from our friend Connor. Yeah. So excited. So excited. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yes, Connor has written in the past. We adore Connor. Excited to hear from him. Here's what he has to say. Hello, ladies. This is Connor calling from sunny Arizona. I don't have a question or a story to tell, but I did want to call and offer my heartfelt thanks to both of you for all that you've done for all of these listeners to the podcast last year. Uh, to say the least, it's been a very challenging year on many different fronts, and I can say wholeheartedly that listening to the podcast has been the highlight of every single week for me. Uh, from the beginning, when Melanie was with you, Maria, and Laura, since you've taken over, everything has just been so fantastic. Maria, when you first announced that you were doing the podcast, I was so, so excited, and you have not failed to deliver every single week. And I am so thankful for you. Um, Maria, our past working together. Laura, our shared background where we grew up. I, it's a taste of home to hear both of you every single week despite what it is you're talking about. Um, recently, you know, for this point has been really challenging really struck a chord with me and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it so many important issues you guys have talked about over the course of this year and it's just I know that I speak for all of the listeners when I say thank you thank you thank you I can't wait for what comes next and I wish you both the best in the upcoming year I know that you're going to keep cranking out quality episodes and giving us great stories and good insight on everything under the sun. I hope that you both are doing well. Stay with you, ladies. Thank you. Oh, my God. Connor. Okay. We didn't pay him. We- <laughs> All right. And then you'll get your Venmo of $1,000 next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Connor. As no, okay. I had not listen to that message until this moment and that was so sweet i was expecting like some sort of story or maybe a question or i don't know that was just i did not expect that at all oh connor that was so sweet that was really like we appreciate you connor yeah for so many like you contributing to so many of our listener stories um and then just listening yeah listening to all of our episodes like and you're a patron member, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of our first. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when uh, I first announced that the podcast was coming out and he was just like, <laughs> I have no idea about any of this witchy stuff, but I can't wait to listen. <laughs> like he was just totally <laughs> game. Um, yeah. Connor and I go way back uh, to our days at St. Rose. Um, he was actually like one of my confirmation leaders. When I was going through the class and then um, later on doing leadership together. Uh, Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah. Thank you so much. I don't know what to say. That was just so great to hear. Like, honestly, but like it's it's like Connor and and listeners like Connor, like you guys just rock so much. So much. Me and we love me and Laura love talking about this stuff. So regardless we would enjoy our time if like only our moms mm-hmm. were listening you know and well, i don't know about well that. i <laughs> i mean but if like even if we did not have like any sort of listenership like yeah. this would oh, be yeah, just totally. a, still a total passion project for us and then just the mm-hmm. fact that there have been so many people that have engaged and the way that our listenership has grown um and just all the positive like feedback we get from you guys and the support it means the world yeah the world 
the um, like yeah wow um okay so after wiping our tears away um (laughs) (laughs) um this next so we've now entered our question portion of the listeners episode um and this is from brianna and i is it brianna or brianna 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 i'm not sure i apologize but yes this is the same brianna from the last story we just read about the meditation and using the appetite stone so this is the question that she sent in earlier this week and she says hello i am new to the podcast i'm currently on episode 11 and i am also new to accepting the witchy parts of my life i've always been interested in crystals and their energies since middle school but the thought of witchcraft scared me as i have aged i have learned that being a witch isn't a scary thing now i am on the beginning of my journey i am trying to find my path I have done research and no single path has stuck out to me. I am interested in so many different practices. I am overwhelmed in trying to find my path. I was wondering if you could give me any advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck a single path, girl. You're going to forge your own. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get hung up on on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually was just watching a TikTok user this morning. Kind of talk a little bit about that, about how some people, they kind of gain all these titles Mm -hmm. because they're interested in so many different paths. And like, it's cool if you want that by all means, but um, as as someone who's new to it, don't feel like you have to. I mean, I technically could fall under a lot of different categories, Mm -hmm. but I kind of, I just go with, I'm a pagan witch. I feel like that's enough for me. Yeah. I, you know, if someone were to ask me to elaborate on that with titles, sure, I'll, I'll figure that out. I'll, I'll tell you, but, um, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Go with what interests you. Yeah. This is a really exciting time in your path because you're getting to explore. Like, I think you should really focus Mm -hmm. on, keep doing your research um, take yep. everything with a grain of salt, of course. Have a sharp eye for those gatekeepers. Because um, mm-hmm. I think it's very easy when you're new to particularly the online witch community. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's, it can be a very dangerous place and it can make you feel really mm-hmm. insecure because yep. you're like, well, you know, I didn't grow up in like a lot of people <clears throat> think that you need to grow up in Wicca or... Um, and not even every Wiccan considers themselves a witch, you know, or or that you need to subscribe yep. to a singular, you know, that's the reason why even to this day, our types of witches episode, which I think is like episode two or three or something, or even our, it's very early on that I did yeah. with Melanie, it's still in our t- constantly in our top five. And I think it's because mm-hmm. a lot of people who are interested in witchcraft, a lot of witchlings like yourself want to know, okay, what are the categories? And what speaks to me. Right. And I, it definitely behooves you to do that research, um, delve into the different kinds of practices. But 99% of witches, I'm going to say, are eclectic. Are, you know, they, they yeah. do a little bit of everything. Um, and, mm-hmm. and if you listen to that episode, which I'm, I guess you have if you're about on, on episode 11, um, Mm-hmm. There's even like we we talk about eclectic witches that they do a little bit of everything. Like I yeah. call myself a green witch because I lean more heavily into that, but I do divination. Mm-hmm. Um I yeah. am a student of astrology. I'm slowly learning, uh mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think that you should feel any pressure to put any sort of labels on what kind no. of witch you are just what speaks to you and what res like what resonates with you just do mm-hmm. what you like do what is meaningful to you don't do something just because like like for me um also like as a green witch i haven't even drank tea in so long and i just feel like oh i haven't even worked with any of my herbs or anything like i have i catch myself in moments where I'm like am i even a green witch come on fuck that yeah, I think you'll run into that a lot 
online specifically mm-hmm. where there's people who are, you know, a Korean witch or um, what, whatever their their title Anything is. Anything that's like that, aesthetic heavy, especially. <laughs> yeah. And they it can make you feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah. And that's where like I I kind of I was kind of leaning into some of those titles at one point and I just I backed off completely because I said I'm not letting anyone make me feel like shit about what I am or not doing that I'm supposed to do quote unquote supposed to do mm-hmm. it's I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do and it I'll do what's right for me yeah I'm also going to say um because of witchy aesthetics if you're any if you're somebody like me <laughs> you want to suddenly buy all the the witchy things yes <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you don't have to buy it all at once you don't have to buy no. it all at once. I totally was that person where I like bought so many different witchy things because I was so excited. And if you, yeah. you know, have the money for it and you're excited, like, you know, and you want to, you know, explore with some sort of tool, you you get that, do it, but you don't have to. And, yeah, and be mindful yeah. as well as like, if you really need, like, are you, do you feel like it, you need it as part of your practice? Or do you feel like, well, everyone else has this, maybe yes. that's something I should have too. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because that's, that's, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, There was something I was going to add and then my brain zipped in the other direction. What did you say? Um, Aesthetics? Uh buying things yes even with aesthetics like don't feel like you're in that box Mm -hmm. like some people will look at it and be like well i like this like cottage core (laughs) feel Mm -hmm. but that may not match your practice and i think a very good example of this is goths Mm -hmm. a lot of people will be like i love the color black and like all i wear is black so i'm a goth a lot of people i know are like that but the truth is being like that goth category comes from music. Mm-hmm. So like you can be someone who likes I all black, farted. but that doesn't necessarily. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was really loud on my end. <laughs> I mean, I was talking, so I could have totally missed it. Oh, okay. Thank- well, you know what? I'm not even going to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Oh my god, so that's like me every night in bed with Graham. Oh man. Followed by like, I'm about to fall asleep, so I'm sorry if it continues. Um, okay. Because I know Gavin doesn't listen to the podcast, I'm just gonna say it, otherwise he'd probably kill me, but whatever, I don't care. Um, okay, I'm obsessed with his butt. So I like having my hand on his butt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll be laying in bed and He'll go like, uh oh. And then that's his warning. And I'm like, because <laughs> one time he like farted on my hand. And I'm like, dude, what the no! fuck? And so now he's like learned. He, all he has to go do is just like go, uh oh. And I like pull my hand. And I'm like, dude, let it rip. <laughs> oh, see, Graham, like, he's, he, he will get up and walk to the other room. To let, he's just like, there's, he's he, flatulence he can't shy. Stand them so much <laughs> and i have to wait for him to fall asleep and then i get all excited in the morning to be like i heard you <laughs> which is why i always feel like i have to be like oh my god i'm gassy to see you know <laughs> like you may not want to do it around me but like it's gonna happen oh my god that's hilarious i love it especially when i was on all those hormones and i was so bloated mm. Girl, I don't know what I ate. I think it was the cauliflower (laughs) gnocchi that I had for lunch, but um, oh, cauliflower, yeah, yeah, cauliflower does. I I usually get like I get like a lot of little burps with cauliflower. Um, Mm. apparently this time around it's coming out the other end. So, yeah. Anyways, I'm sure you guys are very interested about our digestive tracts. But um, back to (laughs) back to back to Brianna. But you know, you know. It's very much a fact of life, and it's something that people, like, don't want to openly talk about. Yeah, no. Especially girls. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that easily comes into into witchcraft as well. Totally. It's, there are parts of it that are 
Yeah. Like with that look, you're going to look at as as at the aesthetic, mm-hmm. you're going to look at what people are doing and that that is social media. That is what they put out there for you know you what? to see. You know what? Which is fart too. So, suck it. Absolutely. I always like to say just chuck it in the fuck it bucket. I love it. Because let just let that shit go, man. You be you. Whatever feels right to you. And if you feel like you can't put words to it, because I, I know that mm-hmm. I've also felt pressure to like try to verbalize what I was. And I was I had to figure it all out, too, before I went on a podcast yeah. or I, at least I wanted to. I didn't have to. <laughs> but I've had that pressure. Where I felt like I needed to solidify what I was. It it's ugh, it's so it's so much stress. That's not worth it. Yeah. Just no. go about your journey. Feel out what's right. And whatever happens, we're always here for you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Yeah, We love to hear that. Yeah. Check in, check in and share and be like, I'm feeling insecure about this. And we'll go on and share part of. So that's like, I mean, that's obviously what we do. With our yeah, episodes, this, but this podcast it, is literally for you. Like this podcast was right. created for new witches. That's why it's called the New Witches Podcast. So please use like us as, do... as like a resource. Sl- yeah, yeah, but and tell us too. Like I'm struggling with this part. I don't know if you've talked about it. Mm-hmm. We can either direct you to that episode, or it'll give us an idea for one. Yeah. Because like this, I cried the first time I read this. That someone found on I think it was Reddit. Mm-hmm. Someone said they had severe social anxiety and they wanted someone to explain to them how to order a sandwich at Subway. And someone wrote out step by step how to order a sandwich at oh Subway. Oh, my God. And, like, I want to offer that if we can, if that's an issue for anybody. Yeah. Not the ordering a sandwich part, but... Um, <laughs> we'll help you order your spiritual you know? <laughs> witchy sandwich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I have to go... It's eight and I have to cook dinner. So we're going to have to wrap this up. Oh, yeah. And my computer's low on battery. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much for everyone who contributed to our listener stories and questions. Um, yes. Please reach out again. Or if you haven't sent a question or, or, or story in yet, like long story. I don't know. Oh, my God. My brain. <laughs> If you would, li- <laughs> what I'm getting at is if you would like to contribute to any future listener stories episodes, please visit our website, thenewwitches.com. Go to our contact page and we have a submission form there. You can also email your story slash question in directly to us. And that can either be typed out or you can include an audio message, um, like a recording of yourself. And we'll include that. If you'd like to call us, um, using our Google Voice number, you no one's going to pick up. Just go straight to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you have three minutes until it cuts you off. Uh, but that's okay. You can keep calling back if you have a longer story. Yep. And we'll patch it and together. And we'll get so excited. We'll get so excited. <laughs> um, we'll literally, like, scream. Uh, and that number, if you'd like to call in your story slash question um, or feedback, uh, is yeah. 707-559-8111. Again, 707-559-8111. Drop us a line. And yes, and that's pretty much all the different ways that you can get your story or question to us. Uh, Please follow us on social media. We're at The New Witches on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as TikTok. Um, No videos yet. No videos yet, still. Um, (laughs) And what else? Uh oh best way to support us Patreon Patreon that's patreon.com slash the new witches there's different tiers um depending on what you know what you'd like to contribute uh we give you exclusive member benefits a monthly patrons only uh bonus episode you get um private readings with Laura all that jazz you're even added to our close friends list on Instagram so you get exclusive story content as well um, so check that out. Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Maria. I'm Laura. And we'll catch you next time. Stay witchy. Keep it creepy. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.